Branding BFF is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Branding BFF, a podcast for service businesses, creative professionals, and coaches. I'm your host, Lisa Spear. I'll be having authentic conversations with entrepreneurs and brand creators, so you can gain behind-the-scenes insights and inspiration to apply to your branded business. Please note, these are uncensored conversations with guests, so there's a chance they'll be adult language. Today's topic is aligning your brand on social media, and I've invited Wade Foley of Social Grit to join me. His business uses customized social media services to help brands find their inner grit, share their unique story, and build communities around that. There's a couple reasons why I picked Wade for this conversation. I've seen some real nightmare scenarios where a small business's social media is not aligned with their brand, and it actually hurts their brand. Number two, Wade really cares about strategy and branding in the social media work that they do. And third, I love Wade's business name, Social Grit. I'll let you in on a little secret. I never have a guest on this podcast that doesn't have a strong brand. Welcome, Wade. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. In your company description, you talk a little bit about helping brands share their unique story. So I thought it'd be really cool to hear a little bit about your story and what led to your business name before we jump into the topic on hand. Yeah, that's a a great question, Um, a great place to start. So when I was first starting out, um, you know, I I spent more time than I'd like to admit, um, like trying to think of the business name. (laughs) Always. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, I went through a lot of iterations of of what I thought it could be. um, And I kind of just, I really wanted it to be not only, um, you know, representing a marketing agency when people see it, but also just showing a lot of my personal story. Um, you know, and a lot of things that I've gone through with my career. And so um, as I was trying to think of like what that could be, I kept just going back to, um, you know, I've always kind of, I felt like I've always kind of had that grittiness attribute. Um, You know, once I start something, I like to, um, and if I'm passionate about it, I like to really see it through um, and, you know, just do everything I can through the highs and lows to to see that through. Um, And I think grittiness really represents that. Um, So it was everything from, you know, straight out of college, I went into the corporate world for three years Mm -hmm. and just realized pretty quickly that it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. Um, And one of those passions that I had and that I've always had is basketball, um, specifically the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I was a journalist major. So I was, you know, writing about basketball at the time, doing some freelancing um, and so kind of ended up like taking a risk and taking the leap and, and quitting my corporate job to kind of pursue that passion. Um, and so, you know, I, I spent some time um, freelancing, um, writing and also scouting for basketball. So, you know, traveling around wow. the country, um, scouting for different events um, in Brooklyn. There's something called the Jordan Brand Classic. Um, I went to the NBA Combine in Chicago and, you know, just made a lot of connections and networking through there. And it was um, not a lot of money, but it was something that I was passionate about and that I really enjoyed. And so I actually met someone um, in Vegas who was the head of scouting for one of the NBA teams. And that's what originally led me down here to Charlotte. Um, so I, you know, I took a big risk leaving my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, um, <laughs> all my friends. I'm and, glad that worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> it did long term, but, but it worked out. Um, 
but yeah, just leaving, you know, everyone that I knew behind, everything that I knew behind, because um, I'd been in Ohio my whole life, and coming down here and not knowing anyone and just kind of like grinding that out, um, because that was my passion to like make it as an executive in the NBA. And then, um, so I think, you know, one of the things um, I, I quickly realized that seeing that firsthand in person, I realized it's not what I want to pursue for the next four years of my life, trying to yeah. trying to climb that ladder. Um, I just saw like the culture and just everything. I realized it wasn't for me. And so one, I think that saved me a ton of time because, um, you know, I, who knows, I might have spent the next five years like pursuing that right. just to eventually get there and realize this isn't what I ultimately want. So um, at that point, I worked with a lot of, um, we worked on an event called um, Sports Tank, which was obviously a play on Shark Tank for yeah. for sports startups. So I kind of, um, another one of my passions was marketing and working with startups. And so that kind of just ignited that passion even more to where I realized how much I love working with startups and entrepreneurs. And um, so going back to like picking the name, it was, you know, I realized that you know, all successful entrepreneurs are gritty in some um, form or so, some form or way. Um, they're just they, you know, they grind for long hours to pursue what they want to do, and so they have to be gritty. Um, and so it was kind of the combination of that, and then um, it took me back to seeing Angela Duckworth. Mm-hmm. She has a TED Talk, and she wrote a book about grit. Um, so it's specifically about how she did a bunch of research um, from kids to professionals about how, you know, some of the most successful people, they all have one trait in common, and that's grit. So it's like the passion and perseverance to achieve your goals. So it was kind of a combination of all those things led me to social grit. Um, and I love the name. Um, and I've gotten, I, I'm actually hiring for a social media and marketing coordinator right now. And in a lot of the interviews, it was so cool to hear the feedback. A lot of people just said, like, how much they love the name. And yeah. and that's one of the reasons they applied. Um, well, I think there's so much that's built into that name. So first yeah. off, I hear the grit through your whole career story, right? Like, when you were in corporate, there was still that grit aspect. And it is the thing that allowed you to keep taking leaps, even right. if you didn't know where that was going to take you. Um, but secondly, I think in a culture right now where influencers – have a lot of, of sway still. Uh, it's really nice to hear the grit aspect because it's not all the glossy, the surface. The mm-hmm. it, so it implies that there's a lot of stuff beneath yep. the brand, uh, not just what's on top. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially for startups because that's who you know our our initial target market was. I was looking at you know small to medium sized businesses, um, entrepreneurs, and startups, and and so that's kind of where like the, that first initial branding was and i was like this name fits perfectly for those type of people but what i love is it actually fits for larger companies i know now you're working with bigger and bigger companies i am and so what i love is that it still takes grit it still takes resilience um it's those kind of people like it's the characteristics mm-hmm. or maybe the value that people have is woven into the dna of your name and your brand absolutely yeah i mean from solopreneurs who are have to be gritty to to yeah ceos who have had success through that um yeah it, i think it definitely fits all those different types of companies so now let's move into the actual topic we have on hand what does aligning your brand on social media mean to you so I think, um, you know, one thing that we always say is, um, I guess one of our mantras, you could call it, is we believe that every company has a unique story to share, um, even if they're not sure what that story is yet. So when we first meet with companies, we really try to, to work with them to figure out, um, you know, what that story is that makes them unique and why they started the business. Um, and if they do know, we just try to help them like improve on that and, and figure out how we can tell that story in creative ways um, through social media. 
And a lot of that stems from, from doing the research on their brand and figuring out, you know, what makes the most sense, uh, what differentiates us from, from everyone else, and how can we tell that story through branding um, and through social media. So I think it's just thinking about what their purpose is. Yeah. Uh, we always start with, like, what is your why? Like, why did you start the business? Um, you know, what is your personal story as the owner? And then thinking about that why and then thinking about the promise that you want to make to that audience. Um, and then just being consistent, keeping it simple, being consistent throughout all of your branding. And that leads into, you know, as we create the content, as we come up with the marketing strategy, all of that is very important in targeting that audience with that messaging. Yeah. Well, you're so speaking my language because these are all the things that I think are so important when you're early on doing your brand foundation or strengthening your brand. Um, so I'm guessing that people come to you and some people are doing a fantastic job of being clear on their brand. And there's probably the people who have not a clue. So why don't we take a look at it through two angles? Let's start with like, what are the best practices and when, you know, you know, people have a little bit more that they're bringing to the table. Um, what are the best practices to really make sure that you're helping them align their brand on social? Yeah, so I think it's it's everything like I was talking about with the why. Um, we really try to go through like the mission, vision, and values with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything from coming up with what their mission and what the values for the company are, um, you know, creating that style and that brand guide for them, um, and just making sure that's consistent throughout the entire organization so that everyone's on the same page with the brand. Um, so, you know, you want everyone to be able to tell you what – Um, what the mission, what the vision, and what the values are for the company that they're working for. So I think it's from the top down. You just want to make sure that you have that consistency for the brand. And then um, just just starting out where you're comfortable, too. Um, So it's, you know, there's the brand identity guide with the brand fonts, the colors. Um, Are you going to use stock photos? Do you need to hire a professional photographer to get what you need? Um, So so everything from that. And then going through, um, you know, similar to the style guide, you want to have that clear brand tone and make yeah. sure that your personality is coming through in everything you do. Um, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, you were so speaking my language. I mean, it's so important. Like, if you don't have those answers or you're not clear, um, it sounds like you guys can help with that. But again, the more that people can actually already be living and embodying these things in their business will help you be able to do your job better for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's just, yeah, that consistency of, um, of just knowing, you know, what they, what their goals are for their business and then showing that through the branding and the social media. Yeah. And making sure that they really are talking to their audience. Right. Yeah. The more you can humanize it, the better. Um, I always say like, talk like a human, um, you know, don't be just, Right. Yeah. Self-promotion and jargony. Yeah. Anything like that. Like just be transparent and and talk to people like you normally would. You know, one of the things that we also had talked about was the importance of having clear goals for the social media, Mm -hmm. like as part of a best practice. Yeah. I'm imagining if people come to you and they have no goals, it's going to be really hard for you to do a good job for them. So tell me a little bit about the goal setting that you guys do. Yeah. So, you know, as we go through the branding and and the strategy with them, we just really want to figure out, you know, what are those goals that they want? Because um, it could be anything from, you know, specific campaigns like getting uh, more leads to their business, getting email signups, um, you know, if they have digital products, getting purchases or getting more clients for their services. So, so whatever um, those goals are, we want to have that very clear in that first meeting with them. And then that will help, you know, 
that'll benefit both of us as we put together that that marketing strategy, the branding for their business, and then really go into creating the content and, and doing the promotion for their business. Yeah, that sounds good. So now let's switch gears to some of the worst case scenarios or some of the worst practices. So what are some things that you feel like are just great for people to know not to do? Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a good question. So there's plenty to uh, to go over and plenty that I've seen. Um, some of the biggest ones are just, you know, having clients that don't have a strategy in place um, or they have no real clear branding um, or they really just don't really have an idea of where they want to take the company. Yeah. So that's where we have to do a lot of the, um, you know, the initial legwork of helping them figure that out. Um, so whether it's, you know, figuring out what that story is and what that strategy is, just kind of going through a brainstorm with them and helping them like, okay, like, why did you start this business? What is your unique story? Cause we know you have one. We just have to kind of flesh yeah. that out for them. Um, and then, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, we always say, don't try to be everywhere at once. Um, so you'll see a lot of clients, you know, they don't really know a lot about social. So they'll just jump on and create accounts for every platform. And, um, there's probably some people with some lingering oh, yeah. Snapchat yeah. and that <laughs> right. maybe that's not where their uh, ideal client is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, you know, they create all these accounts and then people will come looking, searching for their business and see, you know, oh, they haven't posted in over a year or they've just posted sporadically or there's, you can tell there's no real plan or strategy. Um, which is a really a detriment to the business. Well, it changes your opinion of a business, yeah. right? Like if you see that, if you don't feel like they're very invested in the place that they're putting themselves, mm -hmm. then it feels like, oh, where else are you not invested? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very easy to go, you know, you go to someone's Instagram profile, you see their layout and you're like, oh, like this is, is not what I was expecting or you can tell there's no real plan here. Um, so why should I give you my business? Um, so, so yeah, it's everything from people trying to be everywhere, um, or, or not knowing where their ideal clients are. So we always try to say like, first start out where you're most comfortable, but also think about where are your clients that you're trying to reach? Where is your target audience already? Yeah. Um, so, and if that overlaps, you know, perfect. You know, if, if you're comfortable with Instagram and you think your clients are, are on Instagram already, then that works out perfect. Start there. And then start building your community there before you, you know, start to branch out to other platforms. Um, so we'll try to figure that out for them. And then um, just try to see what type of content that their clients are already consuming. So testing like what's working and what's not. Um, and then trying to fit in organically. We'll have a lot of clients that, you know, just already have an idea in their head of what they want to produce or what they want to put out there. And that might be, you know, the opposite of what their audience is interested in. Right. So sometimes it's just not a match. Like they might have. Idea so I heard the worst case is they have no ideas. They don't they have no idea what they stand for as a business. Mm -hmm. They really aren't bringing much thought into it at the starting point. Right. But another place that's bad is, OK, I really am bringing things that aren't aligned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or then I think. I'm guessing you probably also have occasions where people are bringing a lot of unrealistic expectations. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, we have. We have. Um, we've had you know clients that we've started to work with, and it's like, okay, we want you know five thousand followers by this point, or we want this many likes, and it's kind of just uh, what I call vanity metrics. Um, yeah. You know, it's not really conducive to helping uh, get the results that they're looking for. It's kind of just you know we want people to see, oh, we have this many followers. Um, and yeah, I mean, you'll see a lot of spammy things like, 
you know, clients buying followers and things like that. And it's just, it's not really helping anyone at that point. It's not helping their brand. It's not helping them reach their goals or, or their sales. Um, so yeah, anything from those kind of metrics to, to those unrealistic expectations that, that some clients will put on you. Um, or think things just happen magically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I always say, you know, social media, especially the organic site is a marathon. You're yeah. not going to get all the results you want in three months. It's something that you need to, you need to come up with a branding, come up with a strategy, and then you just need to have patience and be consistent with it. Put out consistently great content know what your your audience is looking for, what resonates with them, and then always be tracking you know, every month what's working, what's not, and then start focusing on what's working um, and creating more of that content because, you know, obviously that's what your audience is looking for. So talk to us a little bit about the difference between the organic and the paid and even maybe which you should do first. If you have any, it might not be one size fit all. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, if there's any thoughts you have around that, that would be really helpful. Yeah, no, that that's a good point with one size fits all because we always say like there's no client where everything will fit each one because yeah. everyone is different. But but yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, most clients will want to start out with organic, especially if they don't already have their branding and strategy in place. So we'll help them with that. But it's it's putting together that that whole strategy and really, um, you know, organic, you need to be creative and you need to come up with like the story that you're telling. Can you actually define for people the difference of what organic means versus paid? Yeah. Too? Just yeah. in case there's somebody out there right. who might oh, not yeah, know I'm yet sure. because, you know, we're not all gurus here. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, yeah. So organic is um, simply put natural. Um, so it's like the natural part of the unpaid process of putting your social media out there. Um, so coming up with the creative ways, coming up with um you know, we, we put together the content, we schedule the content out for them, and then we engage with clients, um, audience. So we're being proactive about engaging with them. We're responding to everything. So basically, it's the natural process of growing your brand without paying for advertising. Perfect. Yep. And so, um, so yeah, so it's you have to get creative with organic and you have to be consistent with it. But there's plenty you can do. Um, you know, you'll see headlines for the last three plus years now that organic is dead. <laughs> um, that's obviously not the case, but it is getting harder and harder to reach your audience without paying for advertising. So, um, but it is possible, but you just have to be creative. You have to, you know, like I said, figure out what works for your audience, whether that be email marketing, um, reaching them through, you know, if you're B2B, a lot of times LinkedIn, Yeah. if you're more e-commerce, a lot of times Instagram, um, email marketing, um, coming up with a blog or, you know, like this, a podcast, um, so, or video. So whatever that is, figuring, figuring out that process and then just create, um, coming up with great content and being consistent. And that goes back to, again, back to our topic of aligning, right? Right. So it's not, everything doesn't work for everybody. It's figuring out, okay, what's, what would be true for your brand or your business? What are the best things that will align with your financial, your business goals, Mm -hmm. and then making choices from there? Absolutely. Yeah. And, And a lot of times it's like, you know, looking at what's working for your competitors and, um, you know, things between industries aren't always going to work, but it is, you know, seeing what's working for related organizations to yours and, and, you know, just experimenting, trying out different things and then always tracking, always looking at the analytics. Yeah. Um, and then on the, the paid side, um, which we've gotten into a lot more recently, you know, working with larger e-commerce companies on, you know, managing their Facebook ads, Google ads, things like that. So that is, you know pretty, pretty self-explanatory paying for advertising. 
Um, so, for example, you know, we have a, a premium dog crate company that we work with. And so, you know, they spend a lot on ads each month, but we're targeting, we're testing, we're seeing, you know, what kind of everything from the creative that they're using, their, the images, to um, the text and the copy, like what's converting and what's working for their specific audience. So you can do more of that and less of what doesn't work. Right, exactly, yes. <laughs> Perfect, yep. And do you have any, and if you can't, that's totally fine, but do you have any numbers that you can share with, with them, about them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can um, I can share some of those. So just as a, you know, a specific example for that dog crate company, um, so just through September, you know, they were, they were really scaling and starting to see some success. So they, you know, they were spending about 25,000 in Facebook ads, um, which seems like a lot, but you know, they were selling almost 300, I think crates, which probably, um, came out to like 70,000 in sales for them. Right. So So they're definitely seeing, you know, the results. And as long as they're seeing that and, and we're tracking that every week for them. So as long as they're seeing those results, you know, obviously it makes sense to keep spending. Right. It, it's like the ratio of what you're putting in versus what you're getting out, the return right. on investment. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I worked with a client who had someone do her social media, and I think they were pretty green. And I remember going to my client and saying, honestly, it's actually hurting your brand. What they're doing for you isn't aligned. It's actually detracting from your brand. Yeah. (laughs) So that's when she pulled back. And she, at that time, she started just doing some stuff on her own because Mm -hmm. she knew her brand better than this green social media person. Yeah. Uh, Another case, I had somebody who their person was really just focused on the visual. So they were visually aligning with the brand, but there was no strategy. There was no communication plan. So I love all the things that you're talking about with the strategy, because I think it's just so important to have all the pieces work together Mm -hmm. because otherwise it can really, you can be spending money that is not being put to good use. Right. Yeah. There's so many other things you could use that for. And who wants to waste money? Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) So we've talked a lot about the do's and the don'ts, the good, bad, and the ugly with social media and how it can align or not align with your brand. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your process from start to finish so we get an, a sense of the overview? Yeah, so um, I, you know, I've covered this a little bit, but I know like once we start out with a client, for most clients, we'll, we'll just go over their goals and what success looks like for them uniquely. Um, so that's that first consultation of just you know, outlining all of those things and then making sure we have that you know, down pat for them. Um, and also going over that unique story that I talked about. But, but the next step is just going over all the strategy um, and then figuring out where they should be. Um, and that can be some traditional marketing too, but primarily you know, we go over all the, the digital platforms and the social media accounts and, and just say like, okay, it, I, we, think, we recommend that you should be here. Um, this is where your audience is. This is where you told us that you feel most comfortable. Um, so let's start out here. Let's put a plan together. Let's put this strategy together. And then let's just start, you know, working on creating this unique content. Um, so whether that be video, um, getting images from them, we love to get behind the scenes footage um, and, and humanize their brand as much as possible. That's great. And then and then just you know figuring out how to tell that story and and as as many creative ways as we possibly can to help reach that audience. And then obviously, like I said, tracking everything um, after that. That sounds great. 
And what happens if maybe something comes up that's unexpected? Like maybe people start making some negative comments about the brand or yeah. like they're <laughs> using social media to vent. Right. How do yeah, you which, handle that? <laughs> which happens a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's that's a great question because so many times we've seen that um, – People that are managing it, if it's the owner or whoever that might be, will just, you know, delete those comments. Anything negative, like just delete it immediately or or even worse, respond, you know, in an unprofessional manner. Um, so we try to, you know, train them a little bit um, if, if they're going to be responding or if we are, we kind of we learn everything we possibly can. So we know how to respond or alert the right channels. Yeah. Um, but we always, you know, try to train them that, you know, don't just delete it. Don't respond. Make sure you're responding in a professional manner. And just make sure that you're you're making them, um, you know, understand that they're being heard because everyone just wants to be heard. Yeah. You know, that's what that's all about. Even if you're getting a negative comment, if you respond in a professional manner and, and show them that, you know, you, you understand where they're coming from and you just respond professionally and give them some options of how you can help. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, I've seen that we're able to turn that negative thing into a positive. And then that person is engaging with the brand more there's a good chance they become a loyal brand advocate and start, you know, liking things, um, sharing things, spreading things word of mouth, like, oh, this company really helped me with their customer service. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just, and I know you'll love this point from, from a branding perspective, but just creating those positive experiences from start to finish. Yeah. So like the first point of contact they have with your brand all the way through purchase or whatever that goal might be, just making sure that everything is positive around that. Because I think what often gets neglected is people first think about the visual parts of a brand. Then they might next think about the words that are used and the language style, the tone of voice. But really customer experience, mm -hmm. the client experience, that's actually a key part of the brand too. Yeah. So what you're pointing to is like those are the things that can make or break. Right. Right. Because <laughs> if if you have a bad experience and you don't feel like you get hurt or it doesn't get handled to your satisfaction, that opportunity is lost. Yeah. So I do see that the it as an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's interesting because a lot of people never correlate customer service with social media, but it is a huge part. Um, you know, make responding to everyone and being proactive and engaging too because it i mean it is social media so yeah just get <laughs> it's it, putting yourself in. out there right so every business has different goals and strategies as we've talked about um when should businesses be considering investing in paying someone to help them with social media versus doing it on their own yeah so um I agree. It, de it definitely differs for each person and for each business, um, depending on what their goals are. Um, you know, everyone's in a different point of their business. So I would say starting out, um, you know, pretty much most everyone could use that strategy or that branding or that consulting assistance. Um, so, you know, if, if it's something where we can just meet with them and really help put together that strategy, then we'll do that. And then, you know, there's a lot of creative owners out there who just kind of need that guidance and then they can take it from there. So, you know, we can help them with the strategy. We can help them like put together a bunch of templates through Canva or whatever they're most comfortable with and say, you know, okay, do you feel comfortable taking it from here, kind of switching out templates and managing things yourself? Um, or there's many businesses who say, okay, now that you've done this, like we just want you to take everything over and manage it as a company. Um, so then, you know, we'll, we'll do everything from content creation to the day-to-day -day management and engaging for their, for their clients. Um, so we, we're pretty fortunate now where, you know, most of our clients feel we have that trust and we've built up that trust to where they feel comfortable allowing us to kind of manage that and just take everything on. So 
we do everything from, you know, content creation to figuring out the entire content calendars and editorial calendars, what relates to their business, and then just managing and engaging. Um, and so they, you know, that really takes everything off of their hands. But, but yeah, it just comes down to, to where you are in your business. And then, um, like you said before, we are targeting a little bit larger businesses now just because we're doing more of the paid social, which takes, you know, a larger investment. But, but we ha- you know, we're open to wherever a company is in their process. Yeah, so it sounds like, you know, if someone's got a smaller budget and they just don't have the confidence to really set it up, yep. you can help build that key pieces needed to get them started and then they can take it over. But if they have the budget, and certainly at a certain point, a company gets a certain size, the founder shouldn't be doing everything. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they, they should be focusing on the business. Um, you know, one of our taglines tag is focus on the business, leave the grit to us. Um, so it's just, you know, doing all that, that back end work and all the leg work that helps them just do what they're good at. Right. And they might not be big enough yet to have a social media in-house department. So right. it sounds like you feel this like middle gap for people. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way of putting it. So what are some additional tips or insights that you think would be helpful for our listeners about aligning their brand and social media? Hmm. We've we've covered a lot. Uh additional tips. I guess I would I guess I would just say having patience. Um and and realizing that, you know, you wanna take the time to plan and be strategic, especially in the beginning stages. Um you know, it's everything from creating that business plan and that marketing plan. It's kind of in the same vein. Instead of just jumping into social media, you take the time to figure out what you want, you know, everything to look like and what you want it to be and what your messaging is and what that feel is like. Um, so so have patience, but don't just waste time. Um, you yeah, know, it's, it's like, both. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, finding that middle ground of um, understanding that things are going to take time, but don't just be wasting time on, on things that aren't quite as important. Um, and then I would say, you know, one of the things that I always talk about is just planning, experimenting, and then creating, and then failing, learning, testing, and repeat that process. So it's like taking the time to plan, you know, taking some risks and experimenting, seeing what works. Um, there's a lot of different platforms, especially now with like more of the ephemeral content, like Instagram stories and Facebook stories. There's, you have so much more leeway to experiment with things That's true. because it's gone in 24 hours. Um, but you can track and see like, oh, like this, this piece of content worked a lot better. This, you know, we'll try out a new video that worked well. So just a lot more um, leeway to experiment and see what's working. And then just start creating and putting out, you know, as much content as you can because that's the best way to see what it really is working. And then, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big um, believer in just, jumping into things. Um, and if you fail, you're going to learn. Um, you know, I failed at, at a lot throughout my <laughs> career and it's just, it's helped me so much, even from, you know, moving down here and, you know, taking a chance on that, um, that MBA job, you know, I, I quickly learned that, you know, it saved me so much time. I realized like, you know, I could have looked at it as, well, I just wasted a year of my life doing something I'm not actually wanting to do, but I look at, at, I look at it as, you know, I saved myself time. Um, and so I think just, you know, the more you fail and try things, you'll learn from it. And then, like I said, just testing and seeing what's working and repeating that process. Um, I think that's the best way to find success. That's great. I think that all those pieces are really important because I think so many times, 
you know, again, we only see the exterior of someone else's business. And mm-hmm. so it's very easy to say, oh, look, at they, it looks like they're killing it on social. Or, <laughs> yep. oh, you know, it seems like they've got it all figured out. But what you don't know is, A, how much support they're getting behind the scenes, and B, is it as great as it looks? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I, I love those companies and the brands that are so transparent. You know, they'll tell you their, what they failed at. Um, you know, the struggles they're going through. I think that's great just to see that on Instagram because so many things do look like through a perfect lens. Um, and then, and then too, um, I, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was some quote that I saw in the last year that someone said, unless you're in the trenches building something every day, uh, I don't care about your opinion. And it's, it's so true because, you know, you have, there's so many people who have that, the comfortability of that stable job and you know they want to give you advice on on what you're doing and what you're putting yourself out there building um and so I, i've just really taken that to heart of like trying to consult other people who, who have that experience and know what it's like to to be vulnerable and to be in that position of like everything's on you to build that company yeah um and so yeah i love that quote so given that we're talking about social media <laughs> where can people find you yes yeah, so um y- we are Social Grit Co. That's C-O, on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then um, our website is socialgritmarketing.com. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Wade, so much. This has been such a fantastic conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. Thanks for joining the Branding BFF crew. Subscribe to stay connected to more behind-the-scenes brand conversations with entrepreneurs and brand creators. We also welcome your rating and review on iTunes so more people can find us. This show is brought to you by Spear Creative Edge, a strategic branding business. We help small business owners build a strong brand foundation so they can connect with their ideal clients and use their time, money, and energy more effectively. Learn more at SpearCreativeEdge.com.